He's a first-generation multimedia journalist. We're just uh, trying to work through some technical difficulties here. He's an advocate for local sports coverage in northeastern Wisconsin. They're going to be talking about this matchup on both sides of the Fox River for quite some time. He's five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, and has hardly a trace of athletic ability. Keep in mind, I once scored three touchdowns in the first half of a junior varsity game. This is the Andrew Pekarik Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back once again. Get never closer to the start of the high school football season. We have a slate of scrimmages on Friday. That's always a really fun time of year. And continuing things here on the podcast and on PrepsAgenda.com. Once again, thank you for listening to this and supporting the new venture that I'm undertaking. And on today's podcast, we've got Another University of Iowa recruit that's obviously become a little bit of a theme. You heard from Bayport's Jack Plum earlier this week, and now we're going to hear from Green Bay Preble's Henry Guile. Of course, both players going on to Iowa, and it's pretty cool to think that uh, you have some Big Ten prospects in the area like that, and particularly uh, at a position like running back. You don't often see that, but obviously Mr. Guile had a pretty busy offseason, a lot of Big Ten schools showing interest in him, so we're going to get his thoughts on what has transpired his decision and what he's looking forward to um, coming up in a bit. A couple just kind of housekeeping notes, things I want to mention um, just with the website and going on. Because like I said before, if you listen to some of the earlier podcasts, um, the first two weeks of high school football practices I always thought are, are the busiest if you want to do it well um, because you, you don't really have like the slate of everything else you have to worry about or you're finishing up one season like you're going from fall to winter or winter to spring. Um, July and August kind of calm. So you got a lot of time to actually go out. At least I always felt that was important in, in my role. Um, before that to go out see as many teams as possible because it's the one time of the year where you can actually kind of go and get to all the schools or most of them in a given coverage area so I really enjoy doing that um, just kind of time consuming going from town to town and obviously um, what's going on now balancing a job and, and trying to do this as well but enjoying it trying to do as, as much as I can so right now kind of a slower roll of content but still having stuff up every day but I'm looking forward to uh, really get things going over the weekend and have uh, the rest of these previews finishing up I just want to make sure um, I get everything in the can because obviously you have scrimmages tomorrow. So Thursday, today, if you're listening today, kind of the last day to really get some interviews before the season and doing some, some next week early in the season because also we've got that early start in the Fox River Classic Conference. So keep that of note. But please uh, like and share on prepsagenda.com. And, or excuse me, on Preps Agenda, the Facebook page. I know it doesn't look like much right now, but I, I knew this week 
if I was going to do this, I had to get it up this week. So some things with the social media, my phone has just been blinking nonstop uh, as far as I just have to turn it off and leave it when I'm at work or what have you at times because of just notifications and things like that. So if you replied, reached out, and I haven't already, um, I'd probably get, be getting to that. But if you really did reach out and have a question or want to support or you'd like to a- advertise or something like that or um, you take pictures and want to help out that way, or anything like that, um, reach out to me again because uh, um, just really haven't had a lot of chance to look at Facebook and Twitter and and really just see what people are saying and stuff. But I, I hope to and definitely will be doing that this weekend more and get things more sorted out and overall make the website look prettier because there's lots of bells and whistles I can do. But right now it's kind of just a straight blog format. Uh, my philosophy is I don't want things to look cute. I just want content to be up there. And especially with smartphones and the mobile devices now being the popular thing, just make it look good on mobile. I'm not going to blast you with pop-up ads or all these different multimedia things that don't necessarily need to be there. I have articles, I have videos, I have podcasts. That's what you're there for. You're not there for a bunch of other stuff. So I just want it to be functional is my main goal with that. But again, like and um, follow the Facebook page, Preps Agenda is the title just like prepsagenda.com i hope you're visiting the site at least once a day once every other day it's not going to be a thing like i said there's tons of content but i plan to have something new at least once a day and we'll see how it goes there might be days or the weekends but you know it's something i think i'm gonna have regular content for and with this it's not like gonna have a ton of stats that's not the niche i'm looking for or tons of things like that i'm just looking to have stories you know with this you're actually going to hear from athletes is my goal you know i think that's important you know it's about the high school athletes themselves so that's what i'm looking to do i love talking to coaches as well but i love getting out or just talking to the, the, the kids themselves because that's really what it's about that's my focus that's the niche that's what i do well so that's my explanation on that once again but back to Mr. Guile here Henry Guile and a tremendous uh off season for him as far as last year he obviously saw a lot of time did some great things um with Preble and what he was able to do on on the ground and uh kind of going from receiver in his younger years in high school to becoming one of those running backs and you had Coy Warner as the quarterback at Preble last year big body quarterback bigger than your average guy who could do some great things and Henry Guile had all-conference recognition. He was definitely a player, but I think it's safe to say at that point, at the end of last season, just the average high school football fan in our area probably wouldn't say, yeah, there's a future Big Ten running back just because you know we're not around. We don't grade as far as speed and potential and what he's going to be like three, four years down the line. But obviously the college coaches, they can kind of see that potential in him. And you look at him, he's a big athletic kid, fast, agile, strong. So he's got all his capabilities and then was able to go with some camps in the offseason. And that's where you start to get noticed and kind of you start to get that buzz around you where some of the smaller colleges initially take a look at you. And then it's the big boys, the Big Ten teams come calling and it becomes kind of a competition with all those schools when all of a sudden a prospect prospect becomes hot like that and and uh, Henry decided to choose 
Iowa, a very good school, like I said earlier, with Jack Plum going there as well. Obviously, in state, you, you like to keep those kids at Wisconsin as as uh, with that program and everything is kind of building a fence around your own state. But I'm just happy to see any kids from our area get opportunities like that. And looking forward to seeing what, what he can do. And like I said, it's not often you see uh, from our area you have a player go on and being recruited specifically as a tailback like that. Alec Ingold out of Bayport, when he was on the recruiting trail, um, he was being looked at as more of that running quarterback option, initially verbally committing to Northern Illinois before the coaching change at Wisconsin. He got his opportunity there, so he was kind of being looked at as that, but usually it's it's guys that are kind of, if they are stud running backs or quarterbacks, they're usually transitions to um, a tight end, a linebacker, a safety in a Division One college environment, so it's it's really cool to see that and to say that hey, you know, we do have great athletes up here. We do have some speed, you know, as well. And Henry going from baseball, pretty good baseball player as well, and the Preble's uh, state team from a couple of years ago, and Preble baseball once again making the state this past year. But knew his football future track would benefit him, so. Promote the Preble Track Program, why not? It's never too early to do that. In my book, the best high school team Twitter account out there in the state, definitely the area, Preble Track, support them. Nobody does Twitter better than Preble Track. So Henry did that in the spring, doing the sprints, getting the work in there, and we we talked about that as well. So just, just a lot of cool things. It's definitely going to be intriguing to see how Preble does this year, particularly when you have that buzz coming in because all the other um, athletes in the conference, players, they, they look at that, oh, there's a Division One prospect in the backfield. You know that's going to be the focus each and every single game and how he's able to handle that with those types of expectations because it's not like he's uh, last year running over teams and producing 25, 3,000 yard seasons, but he's got the athlete to build to be, he definitely is a Division One type athlete uh, going to be in the future. So, But at the same time, there's going to be that target on his back this season. He's got a big offensive line in front of him, which will help. But uh, just overall, really happy for him. And uh, really a pleasure talking with him. bunch of different things, including pro wrestling. So we're out here at Green Bay Preble football practice with a guy you may have heard of by now. Had a busy, busy offseason making the rounds around the Midwest. University of Iowa recruit Henry Guile. Um, Henry, how many miles would you care to estimate you, your parents, have kind of put on in the off season, making all these great trips. Obviously, you made the choice in the off season, so you can just focus on your senior season of high school. But do you t- take a guess of how many miles you actually logged? Um, I'd say close to like maybe four thousand around there. Um, I know it was a lot of a lot of frequent gas station stops, but uh, you know you kind of lose track once you go out like Indiana, Michigan State, Iowa. Uh, lots of miles. I know that. I know that. Now, honorable mention all-conference last year, you obviously did some nice things, but when people hear a Big Ten scholarship offer, all of a sudden you made that jump from her. It's not like you're just racking up and just completely dominating the FRCC guys. You had a, a nice year, but you went to some camps early on in the spring, and all of a sudden these college coaches start to, oh, this kid's an athlete. They uncover somebody they didn't necessarily normally recruit that area. Like what, what camp or like where did you really think you know the momentum started picking up where all of a sudden these big D1 schools are starting to notice that you're a pretty good athlete that's got p- potential to do something at the college level. Yeah. Um. Well, 
The big one, obviously, you kind of know, like, the 24-7 rivals and scout. Those are kind of the big the big three, if you will. Uh, it kind of picked up after the Edgy Tim uh, showcase in uh, Illinois. That kind of skyrocketed my uh, stock as a recruit. Um, I had a good performance out there uh, with some top-level kids. was named uh, one of the best offensive players there. And they caught on, did some uh, interviews with Alan True from uh, Scout, and he ranked me as the best running back uh, universally. I, through all three uh, ranking systems, I'm the quote-unquote best running back in the state. That's up for debate. But, um, you know, I, I think the edgy Tim con- uh, really skyrocketed my performance not only as an athlete but on the recruiting stage too. So uh, maybe not three weeks after that was my first offer from uh, Iowa State and then Iowa shortly after that. So I think that's where it kind of took off. What's it mean, obviously, like growing up in this area as a little kid, youth football, we've seen Alec Ingold, we've seen a lot of guys recently make it to D1 schools from your conference specifically, but being recruited as a running back, like that's where Iowa wants you. Like sometimes they want linebackers, defensive linemen, Wisconsin's known for offensive linemen. Like what's that mean to kind of show that you, you know, Wisconsin has some good guys to kind of recruit in that aspect as well to translate to running back in the Big Ten? Um, well, you know, it's a, it's a lot of... It's it's not as complicated as you might think. Um, with Alec Ingold, obviously the size was there, you know, just this brick of a kid running around, just absolutely destroying kids he's playing with. But um, I think what Iowa sees is not only a back that can develop, but a back that already has like a skill set that they'd like. You know, uh, it's Big Ten football, and it's Big Ten country in Wisconsin, so a lot of our ba- our schemes are power running schemes, and that's what we utilize here. I mean, we got you know Jack, Ryan, these big linemen that just bruisers, you know, and it's easy to follow them, and it's just kind of a one cut and go because the holes are almost always there. So, you know, I think that's what they see. I think they see a guy who fits into their scheme already is ready to go into the scheme and now, just has to put on you know the weight, the size, the speed, and just kind of fit back into the college build. Yeah, you mentioned some of your big guys up front. Jack Rentmeester, if I remember correctly, and Ryan. Is it Posley or Posley? Posley. Talk about those big guys. Just Ryan especially, like how big is he right now, or what do you think he's listed at heading into the season? Uh, he plays like he's like 6'8", 350 pounds, just this absolute brick of a human being. Um, Ryan is he's a special athlete. You know, He's got the feet of somebody that's probably around the 270 range, but the mobility and the strength of somebody that's easily up around 315. I think right now he's probably 6'4 to 6'5, uh, hovering 285 to 315, somewhere in there. Uh, running behind him is ridiculously cool because you know, it's not often you see a big guy that can pull, can down block, and can crack and cut. At the same time, you know, he's he's a special athlete. And Jack, too. Jack's one of the rarest kids I've ever seen. He's, he's easily the most flexible kid on the team. People pretty much don't know that. But um, he's a really good player, and he's really smart, too. And he's he just kind of knows what's going on. He can kind of see what's going on, too. Marcus May, too, um, our guard. We might convert to center. Probably going to stick him at guard. But um, he's one of the ones that are flying a little bit more under the radar. But, you know, Marcus is coming with some really good blocks and, you know, key performances against Bayport. I know he kind of headed the charge there. But, um, yeah, all of our linemen, they've been playing together since they were, like, seventh graders. So they really have, the, they have you know, synchronization down. They're really in tune with each other, and that helps me, too, because I can just play off of what they're doing because we trust each other. Obviously, lose uh, Coy Warner, outstanding quarterback, who's going to be a preferred walk-on at Wisconsin, a very big boy himself at an unusual size at quarterback. But do you kind of feel entering the season, obviously, with all the college attention, you have that D1 recruit label now that every single defense in the conference, when they game plan for Preble, they know they have a big line to face. And they know they have a, a stud in the backfield like your, yourself. Are you kind of embracing that a little bit as far as having a little bit of a target on your back, just knowing that, Every other kid in the defense on the other team wants to kind of show that they can stop a player like yourself. 
Um, yeah, uh, we, we acknowledge it. Uh, you know, you could in one play, you could have three people down blocking. They're all going to play Division One football and then a Division One running back behind them. And, I mean, that's all cool, but the problem is stopping it. I mean, I play defense. I tried it out today. I wouldn't. I can't stop those guys easily. And our best defensive linemen, defensive ends, you know, tackles, everybody, you can't stop it. And I guess what I'm saying is we understand that there's a target on our backs, not only us but the whole team. But we embrace it because we have enough confidence in ourselves to think that, you know, you really can't stop it. It's, you can game plan all you want, but if you can't execute, you can't execute. I know we're getting ready for football, but I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Preble Track when I'm doing something involving Green Bay Preble. You're one of your assistant coaches that runs a majority of the offense. Nick Marcel, the head uh, boys track coach. You made the switch from baseball, and obviously the baseball team still did well making another state run. But for you, as far as looking at your football future, making that um, transition to track, you got an outstanding sprinter, state qualifier, and Gavin Berge, that's also a big contributor uh, for your football team. What was that like for you? Like, what did you feel you got out of it as far as just little things like coming out of the blocks start-wise that can translate to your football speed? Um, you know, the biggest thing for me was keeping my head down. Um, when I run, I used to run kind of, you know, just kind of like flail my arms, just kind of put my head up and just, you know, as fast as I could go. But um, realistically, kind of seeing, especially watching Gavin, he's a great example of this. You don't have to have this, like, completely sporadic and crazy motion to be fast. Gavin is this really smooth delivery, and he's really fluid in what he does. And taking a lot, I can learn a lot from him, and I have. And what I've learned from him, the biggest thing is that when you run, it has to be fluid and it has to be smooth, and that's how you're going to be the fastest and you're going to be most crisp. And, you know, it helps me not only coming out of my blocks, helps me, you know, on the track, but it helps me in football too because when I cut them on, I, I come out of my cuts, it's really smooth and it's a lot more fluid than it normally was. So track has contributed to not only helping me become a better athlete as far as just straight out sprinting in the open field, but also breaking down and coming out of my cuts too. I'm going to bring up a name here, going to Iowa. Growing up myself, looking at the Big Ten, always loved watching the Big Ten each Saturday. One of my favorite players was running back Tavian Banks. Does that ring a bell for you? And you also then entered the NFL playing for my favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I sent a card down to Jacksonville and got that signed. It was one of the few times it was part of a class assignment I remember back in the day. But I remember Tavian Banks is just ripping up the Big Ten. Is that somebody that you got acquainted with or heard of down there and taking the tours? Or how much do you know about Mr. Banks? I know not a big, long, stellar NFL career, but he was the man back in the Big Ten, I thought. Um, yeah, I've heard his name quite a bit, actually. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the more he's one of the more rare athletes. Uh, it's not often you get the size and speed at the same time. You know, that's that's unique. But um, you know, I haven't had a chance to meet him. Uh, the I could say the ones that I have met. I've met Akron Wadley, uh, Torin Young. I've met Lashawn Daniels. Um, obviously, Lashawn is going to the NFL, Patriots, and uh, Akron's just beginning what hopefully will be a Heisman hopeful career. You know, I I want him to win it. You know, that'd be pretty cool. But um. You know, uh, the biggest thing, I guess, is the culture. Um, you know, with Akram and with LaShawn, there's completely different backs. LaShawn's a 225, 230 back, and Akram's barely 195, you know. And so you get a different running style, and you bring a lot of different uh, variety to the Big Ten. And I think that's what Iowa really specializes on is you take kids that have one skill set, and you kind of snap them out of it, and you get them to be these stellar athletes with skills you never thought they could possess. So, you know, um, Banks is a really good example of that. You know, he's he's a big guy and he's also really fast too. And, you know, I guarantee he didn't go in thinking he's going to be big, fast, and strong. You know, normally you get to pick one in this type of running game. But, you know, that's what Iowa does. They develop people into, you know, multi-talented backs. 
you also not just getting recruited, you were a bit of a recruiter yourself here in the offseason, taking a trip with a, um, Jack Plum of Bayport, his official visit down there. Um, how much did you think you ultimately helped him sway? I think people, they look at a projected uh, future offensive lineman, a uh, big tackle. Obviously, he's got some weight to put on at the college level, but you have that in Wisconsin, and usually Wisconsin has the fence as far as keeping those linemen in state. Just what did you think uh, Jack saw down there as far as just wanting to be a part of that program and, and how you just kind of being in his ear a little bit to help him sway that way? Well, you know, um, as far as being in his ear, yeah, I was talking to him, but uh, I wasn't like, bro, you got to go to Iowa. You got to go to Iowa. It was more of like a do what's best for you, but I really think Iowa is what's best for you. Um, you know, I think Coach Polisek, our off offensive line coach, and he, he has a really instrumental part in Jack Plum's commitment. But, um, you know, being friends with Jack, and obviously Jack can see what I can do on the field, and I can see what he's doing on the field. I think what I've done on the field really helps you know, get him to kind of, you know, consider it because if he's running behind me, if I'm running behind him now and he's blocking for me, and if we say we tear him up when we play him, not saying we will, hopefully, but um, say we just demolish him, he'll be like, oh, crap, imagine what we could do if I put on the weight and he gets the speed and the strength down, we'll be unstoppable, you know what I mean? So I think that played a big part in it, but also what played a big part in it is I think just the culture, you know, there's a lot of good people down there. It's, it's Midwest people, and I've been preaching that for a long time. You can't you can't get around it. You can't get through it. It's Midwest people. You you can't go wrong. And um, I think Iowa just has some of the best groups of people that we've ever met. I'm not speaking for Jack, but I'd uh, be shocked if this didn't play into a little bit of his commitment. But, you know, um, as far as something I had, you know, a part that I had in his commitment, I wouldn't say I had a big part in it. Um, you know, ultimately, would I want to play with him? Yes. But if he wants to go play for Michigan State or Wisconsin, you know, who's going to stop him? Because those, those, we had the same top three, Michigan State, Iowa, and Wisconsin. And I just kind of, you know, was in his ear about why I chose him and what, you know, the pros and cons were. And we discussed that. And, you know, we didn't see eye to eye on everything. But, you know, I guess it worked out in our favor. And we got a pretty good tackle prospect. Last thing I just want to hit on with you is mention banks, Tavian Banks, a different bank now. Money in the Bank, I saw you recently tweet when they had that in June, the WWE uh, pay-per-view or network special, whatever they call them now. Um, how big of a WWE fan? You mentioned like top three as far as colleges that uh, were amongst for you. What's your top three wrestlers all time for yourself? Ooh, all time. Okay. I'm going to have to throw out The Rock. I like The Rock, the Attitude Era sort of, yeah. That was nice. Um, I like heel Triple H when he was in DX. I like that a lot. And um, hmm, this last one's tough. I'd have to probably say uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of attitude era, like the ruthless aggression sort of deal. Yeah, that stuff was fun. So you were probably just in diapers during the attitude era, so you're spending a lot of time in a network studying up and, and watching the old stuff, right? I mean, me and my brother got, like, the whole DVDs, like the whole Stone Cold, The Rock, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it's fun. Um, I know my brother really enjoys it. He's a bigger fan than I am, but, you know, it's it's a cool feeling, you know. It's it's just something that reminds me of when I was younger, and it's, it's cool. I like it. All right, Henry, best of luck this season. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.